Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Daryl Etherington. And every week we review a new streaming show or movie. This week we are going to be reviewing Singles Inferno on Netflix. And before we get into it, I should mention that Jordan couldn't be with us this week because she is traveling. And also I get the sense she wasn't totally crazy about the show. Yeah, that's definitely true. But... You know, she can maybe speak to it when she comes back next week. I don't know. I, th- I thought maybe this would be a hit with Jordan, but... Well, That's what I thought, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll see. But you had watched the entirety of it even before we we decided to review it for the podcast. Yes. I self-selected to watch it just out of, like, this is up my alley, so I'll watch this. And boy, howdy was it. <laughs> so this is a Korean dating show although at the, at the very beginning some of the i guess the like the i don't know what the right word for it expert panel the the commentators yeah um they say oh this this doesn't really feel like a korean dating show it feels like a dating show from michigan right i love that michigan specifically which i don't know what that means because <laughs> i don't think there's ever been a dating show from michigan but I think it's, it was like a shorthand for America, but like a part of America that's like not even central, yeah. like mid, like gen, generic mid-American or whatever. But I liked it. I thought it was a good characterization. Which, you know, to be fair, I, I feel like there are a lot of cultural things in this show that I could tell were going over my head. And... <laughs> And so, and, and to me, you know, Korea, I, I'm sure that they, we look just as silly when we're like, oh, Korea. Yeah, you know, it's Korean. And there are probably right, a lot right. of like nuances that we're missing. Well, if we said, I don't know, what are some provinces of Korea? Or if we were just, I mean, yeah, just to make the easy one. Oh, she seems like she's definitely from Seoul. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. No. But yeah, if we were like, oh, yeah, you know, South Geola. This is like a show from South Geola. People will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, so do you want to take a stab at explaining the conceit of the show? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a dating show. So that is the baseline. If you don't like dating shows, you should already be out probably. Um, and I think the, like, the main set up for this or like how they differentiate i guess from your average dating shows there's two locations one is the singles inferno of the title and one is i think paradise is what it's called right mm-hmm. yeah and so there people are always on the inferno which is meant to be like kind of like a survivor light type scenario like there's very nice shared dormitories and um you know shelter but they are they're like oh here's the here's some yams that's your food (laughs) and they have cooking apparatus too but they're kind of like old school cooking apparatus right so cauldrons cauldrons. yes yeah Um, although i get the sense that when it's a big shared group meal it's it's not bad partly just because you have a lot of manpower and and it seems like they provide more food and then there are times when either people go to paradise or when a select few are having a nice meal. And then it seems like to underline the difference, they kind of are like, here's some yams. 
Here's yeah, some yeah, rice yeah. and some yams or something. Yeah. And then sometimes they get meat if it's like really, if they're really being nice to them in Inferno. But in Paradise is quite the opposite. Like Inferno to me looks like, oh, that's a pretty decent vacation. But then you look at Paradise and you're like, oh my God, this would be amazing. Because they get basically like the fanciest rooms in one of the fanciest resorts you've ever seen. I think that's near Seoul or somewhere. Or Incheon, I forget, but it's it's beautiful, and the pl- the rooms like have like you know m- the multiple rooms within each room is, is suite, and then they have stuff like their own private pool, like overlooking you know the city and the mountain and everything. It looks beautiful. It's like to the extreme in terms of excess. Like I like how they have dining rooms in them, and they'll have like dining rooms with like twelve seats, and then the couples will be sat at like two. At, the end of this 12 seat dining table right and the and the dining room is a suite in the room it's not a separate dining room no no yeah it's within their room and then it also so and then or rather order, a room in their suite yeah 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 and they order like uh they're allowed to order whatever room service and this this is a fun element of it in that they always go crazy with the room service and just order like far more food than any two people could ever eat <laughs> I think just for range of selection, but uh, a nice twist in this one is that they actually eat the food, unlike in almost every other reality dating show I've ever seen, where like yeah. the food remains untouched on the table while the people have their date. The The dynamics around the food are very interesting because, I mean, one of the things I noticed is that usually when they're all cooking together on Inferno... They make Korean food, partly because there's no recipes or anything. And, and there's usually just like an ingredient, like very simple ingredients. And so they right. make Korean food. And then whenever there's a reward, either, again, one of these special meals or when they go to paradise, it's always Western food. You do like pasta and steak and burgers and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But I, I was surprised by the fact that they ate as much as they did, too, because they they all have extremely unrealistic i don't want to say unreal but like not average body types they're all like in very very conventionally attractive shape and my assumption was to look like that you basically couldn't eat or you had to be very very selective i mean the guys who are like all pretty buff like have to just like probably eat an insane amount but it has to be like all protein or something Um, yeah no they're they're very very it's like um that's another thing where it's like, wow, this is like to a different kind of extreme than an American show because they're like extremely toned, I feel like, in a way that the American ones are not usually like with a precision that requires a lot of dedication. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like you said, like careful monitoring of diet or whatever. But yeah, not not all the guys. Sorry to say they're, you know, some of the guys are just kind of like more, more normal. Still, still right. very fit. But like, yeah, yeah. They're all in much better shape than I would assume either of us is in. Right. But some of them are more buff than others. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I also cannot, as, there's no, uh, so I've seen six of the eight episodes so far, and there's no evidence as of yet that, that I couldn't say conclusively that they ever eat lunch, except for like the special meals. Otherwise, it seems like we see the breakfasts and we see the yep. dinners, but it seems like lunch kind of goes. Uh, Unmentioned. Although you can tell, I think this also goes to your point about how Inferno seems not that bad. And I I think that's 
True. It, I, it, I seems fun, except for the bugs, <laughs> maybe. They do complain about bugs quite a bit. The I other think. thing which they downplay or mostly make fun is the fact that a lot of the stuff is... Um, is you have to like walk really like I mean the big thing is that t- there's a limited supply of water at the cafeteria right and so to get water you have to bring buckets to this other place yeah and the thing that's great is that it's not like a natural spring it's it's just like a barrel of water <laughs> yeah they just placed it farther away to purposely <laughs> right. be inconvenient yeah yeah and so like the whichever man has decided to get the water he has to like like put a pole around his back over his shoulders and then like carry the two buckets i mean they they, they they created this whole harness so it's probably not as horrifically painful as it could be but it's for the cool strong guys to show off how cool and strong they are this is true but the fact that they have to do it every time they want more water is kind of horrible or like there's another there's a place called the cooling station where you can drink ice water but it's also a long walk from the main camp yes yeah and, the, and then stuff happens there, though. Like, the fact that they make it a destination is that, like, important relationship pivot points right. happen at those spots, right? Yeah. It seems like a lot of those those setups are for creating Alone distinct time and separate locations. Or, yeah. So it, it's visually interesting and also so people can have, you know, private conversations. But I also think that if we were physically there, it would be a lot more... <laughs> horrible than it is to watch because we can they can just cut it's on from... sand that's hard too walking yeah. across sand with huge things of water strung across your shoulders yeah it is funny when sometimes a lot of things they talk about are like what do you miss what kind of foods do you miss and sometimes people have only been on the island for a day and I'm like, yeah oh, how do you miss all those foods yeah the timeline is four hours not very long overall i don't think i mean the whole thing takes place over the course of what, like a, a week, maybe a Nine couple days. weeks. Nine days. That's what they said yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> one of the things about the show is that it, when it's singles inferno, I, I assumed it was singles plural, but it's single apostrophe s, just mm-hmm. like Dante's inferno. And so there's nine days, like the nine circles of hell, oh. and then they go to paradise, which is of course also part of the Divine Comedy. Wow, did they put that much thought into it? That's amazing. I don't even know. I mean, I, I have to say, this that. is, in a lot of ways, a, a work of evil genius in terms of how <laughs> how they really constantly stir up drama. So, yeah. like Daryl said, there's Inferno and there's Paradise. And they, I guess we shouldn't get into too many details about how the, the different challenges work. But but there's the process by which they get to go to paradise is through selection. And they choose partners to go to paradise. Yeah, yeah. There's sort of like a matching process, which is they, they bring a lot of drama out of. And then after the initial matching process, you might think, oh, okay, so we kind of know who the couples are and, and we'll sort of follow their ups and downs over the next week. But there are constant introductions of new new complications and and yeah. things that change the who what you think the pairings are the ultimate goal is to match up like that that's the only goal of the show is like essentially to couple up like there's no real there's no prize or like one winner or anything it's like will people be beyond the internal prizes of the dates to paradise but the point of the show is not like somebody goes home with $100,000, as it often is in these like 
pseudo reality dating competition shows it's literally like will people end up as matches or not right Mm -hmm. right and so yeah i mean it it, i really got into it i Mm. I was not expecting to or i think partly because my you know and this is also how the art in netflix seems to advertise it is and even the introduction of the show is just like here are these incredibly attractive incredibly shallow people you know like (laughs) like too hot to handle kind of show where you're just like, all right, like I'm just going to watch these airheads kind of stumble over each other for a few hours. But um, I got really emotionally invested in it. Yeah, me too. And I think it was, I don't know. I don't know what caused that, but it was like, it it was good. The people seemed to have genuine connections despite the fact that they were like, they seemed at first to be pretty surface level. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that was genuine or like they're just like very savvy influencers and they know that like these pairings are a way to like even increase their influence or whatever. Because most of them are, are I think, influencers to begin with or at least partially mm-hmm. that, um, you know, in addition to whatever their actual job is. Like, like a bunch of them are models. M- many of them right. are models. And then a bunch of them at are business part-time. owners. But like seems like they also have a strong social presence right and yeah the conversations tend to be fairly surface level partly Mm -hmm. because the they've been instructed to that while on inferno they cannot talk about jobs and ages but then once you get to paradise you can yes that was a very interesting mechanic because it's specifically jobs and ages and like i don't think that would work in uh north american dating show i mean i think it would work it would be like of interest but it wouldn't be like the thing that makes or breaks the Mm -hmm. relationship like if you contrast it to like the bachelor right it's like the bachelor they just have their names and ages like displayed immediately the first time you ever see them and it kind of rarely ever comes up in the actual conversations between the the contestants and the bachelor or bachelorette right because it's kind of like this value of like oh it doesn't matter like true love will it's kind of a secondary concern to to the true love right but like in this it's like that is the thing that's held in reserve as like oh we really want to find this out and dangle is a carrot of like oh yeah like you can find out like provided you go you win the prize and get to go to this place right right like it's it's sort of elevated in this way that it doesn't feel elevated in that, I mean, I think they they are things that, that come up and, and are treated as very important in American social contexts um, right. and dating right. contexts. But not as so, like it's 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 definitely like a huge issue in like the reality of actual like dating in an American context. But like in the shows, it's portrayed as not right. It's like love overcomes those things, even though in reality it'd be like, oh, you're what? Like no, we're not dating anymore, right? Like, that's how it would actually go for <laughs> certain categories of jobs and for certain people, right? Mm-hmm. So in the the characters that, I guess, particularly in, in the first set of, of contestants, um, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there are new contestants introduced later in the show. Right. Did you have um, a, a person or a couple that you were rooting for? Um... I mean, not so much couples. It was kind of, I guess the couple stuff evolved later on 
to where it was like, oh yeah, they they do seem like a good couple, and I do kind of want them to get together. But like, definitely the um, I mean, there's Gian um who ends up who is like a neuroscience student, and then is also a University of Toronto uh, student was like a hometown favorite because I was like, what you go to U of T? That's amazing. And then and then the panel is like, oh, such a good school, top twenty. It is. It's a great neuroscience school, everyone. In case you were <laughs> wanting to go, I don't. I don't get any kickbacks for this or anything. I don't know why. <laughs> Our burgeoning neuroscience audience. Yeah, yeah, uh, and also, uh, I don't know how Soyan or with the one who was the the boxing gym owner. Oh yeah, uh, so, I think it's Soyan. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just liked her and felt like she deserved a fair shot and like a good match. So I was rooting for that early on. Um, and she had some like, I don't know, just kind of like fuckery with some of these guys that I was like, this sucks for her and I don't like it. And, but yeah, earlier. It on. did feel like she got done the worst by multiple guys yeah 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 but there was there was also it was fun seeing them kind of like select like like clear favorites emerge and then like Mm -hmm. like uh gian was a favorite for being kind of like i guess innocent type or like you know like they were just like yeah like she seems so like whatever like nice and pure i don't know what but then also, there was Jia, and Jia was like a very popular choice because she was kind of like, just like the idealized influencer type, right? Like, oh yeah, that's like the sexy Instagram lady type. Which turns out to be actually what she does. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't think that's a spoiler either. I don't I mean, you already gave away, gave away University of Toronto, so I figured. Yeah, damn it. Damn. Oh yeah. That's right, because I forgot that's like a, actually the profession in her case, right? I think, yes, uh, Soyeon and Sihoon were probably my, my favorite characters, which, without getting into spoilers, I would say the, the some of the later episodes are real heart-wrenching for yeah. that reason. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Sihoon in particular has Sihoon, this real arc. His arc is one of the, the best arc in the show, probably, right? Because he... Uh, there's a lot of like like early on he kind of like comes he sort of comes off as like one of the most popular and successful guys because he's like really good at cooking can sort of like takes charge at dinner he's very charming but then there are like a lot of downs too there are and, and I, I want to get into that funny as well ones, as, but yeah <laughs> yeah I I mean because I was definitely texting some friends who'd seen the show and I was like oh yeah Sihoon that's like me he's like you know. Uh, he's a good he's a good runner he a good cook leader of men and uh then i was like oh no i don't want to be like this guy (laughs) Uh, he also had a cool job i don't not to give away what the job is but when i found out i was like oh that's like not what i was expecting but cool yeah i think this is an a fair thing to say that the show does occasionally give off squid game vibes Mm. in the sense that there is a cheerful Korean woman making announcements over a loudspeaker and yes. all the 
contestants are sort of anytime the woman speaks, there's like they all get like kind of tense and like, oh no, what's going to happen now? And then there are challenges where there are like some pretty cutthroat social dynamics at play too. Definitely, definitely, and yeah, I, I think it because it has like edges of cruelty to it in a way that is kind of like that and also through the way that the i think the commentators are somewhat reserved in this regard like i think they're aware of what that can do and so they like like we've watched you know um what do you call it the the japanese reality show that we watched for many many yeah terrence has and like obviously that ended very badly for the everyone involved right because like one of the contestants ended up taking their own life and like a lot of people ascribed it to the way they were treated on social media and stuff and it was exacerbated by the way the commentators were talking about the people in the show right and like i get the sense here that they wanted to like stay light i don't maybe they always have in like a korean context but i don't know if it's like informed by that or not right but like I know the content is consumed in Japan and Korea, vice versa, right? Like, but it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like in good fun stuff, it seems like mostly. Um, and I did really enjoy the commentator aspect of it too in this one. Like, I thought like they were having a good time. But yeah, at times there's like, that seems cold in a way that I'm like, wow, like, okay, I get it. But they needed to inject some some drama and then if you put it in a context of like a lot of those the screwball moves that they do in like american dating shows it's like not even close right it's like oh you guys like i'm thinking of uh my favorite show love island which is like every time halfway through they do they do casa amor where they just like take them all and like say okay guys go over here to this other new house and we're gonna bring all new girls in and <laughs> Who knows what happens? And then we're bringing all the new guys in for the girls. And then they just like encourage them to hook up and then capture the footage and show it to their existing significant Jesus. other. Right. Like that's the level of cruelty that you're dealing with in this type of programming. So I feel like in this, it was pretty tame. It was just kind of like abrupt maybe versus the, the overall tone of like, Oh, isn't it so sweet that these people are doing these things or whatever. Right. There's this general tone of politeness and civility. And yeah. I mean, I know that's that sort of, again, sort of getting a little bit close to Asian stereotypes, but it, it genuinely does like, you know, that like when two people don't like each other, there's pretty much never an, a direct confrontation. It's always passive aggressive. Yeah. And there's also as far as I've seen, no, like the, the furthest that anyone has gone is holding hands. And even that is incredibly, like when, when two people take their hands, right. that's a huge deal. Yeah. There are a couple moments where I was like, oh, this is a little bit much. Like, and I, I was even like, I don't know if like this is cool anymore. Like, is the girl, does she like this thing? It seems very aggressive, but I don't know. It seems to work out in the end, so. Maybe I'm incorrect. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, we, I think we should probably get to spoilers soon. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I agree with you that if you don't like dating shows, and I do think in a way, you and Jordan have 
slowly, gradually incepted me into being open to dating reality shows. And so I was finally ready to go deep on Singles Inferno. But if you're ready for it, it's a really, I mean, I was sitting and like gasping, laughing, like clutching my uh, like hands together in tension at times. It is, it is a really good, good at what it does. Yeah. Yeah. It is very good. I think, yeah, I think people should give this a chance if they're, if they're at all inclined to enjoy dating shows, uh, this is a prime example of one and probably a little bit different than what you're used to if you're just like only consuming kind of the American variety, right? Yeah. Okay. So let's move into spoilers. So if you have not seen the entire first season of Singles Inferno and you don't want to know what happens, you should stop listening now. Um... I think I mean the main thing I want to talk about is is Sihun because he again yeah so many so many twists um, he basically fixates earlier early on on uh, your favorite Jiun yeah and she is not having it. no <laughs> and and so he, at, at, by like the third or fourth episode. He's the only person because it's also structured in this way where there are two visits to paradise very early on. And then the rent, the surprise wrench they throw into it is you can't go to paradise twice with the same person, at least in those first two visits. Right. And so at the end of that, Sihun is the only person who has not gone to paradise. Yes, which is very sad. And they cut, they cut, they all acknowledge it and are kind of like feel feel sorry for him and pity him which is adds to it right he's a right. he's such a like he has this arc where he is this figure of like pity and like people are like people admire like his his resolve and dedication but they're also like oh he should just move on it's so sad um and he seems like kind of like a like a pathetic sort of like lap doggy character but then but then he's he's you know he rebounds and like it actually works like his strategy which seems doomed for failure pays off like exactly like how he hoped it would pay off which is a nice arc right it so i i want to get to that um but before i think so one of the, the the kind of first complication in that is this woman uh so soyan um she right basically pulls him aside there's there's a lot of like conversations especially as we get further into the show where people will quietly say like oh can i talk to you one-on-one right and they uh go and have a a conversation and she says to him you know you are i I think like you know look if you're if you're just all in on jian i like that's i respect that but you know like think about whether or not that's really what you want to do also like if you keep fixing on her kind of makes her uncomfortable um, and then she says, by the way, like, actually, or I think because then Sihun admits, you know, actually, like, you were my first choice on, on day one. And uh, so, and I was like, oh, like, you were mine, too. And, and they had this conversation where she basically says, oh, I, I kind of have a crush on you, too. Right. And I really thought that's where it was going. And then they have a conversation. But by the end of that conversation, the dynamic has definitely gotten tense in a way that I couldn't quite understand although the the commentators the panel like kind of got it right away that they're like the timing of her saying i like you is a little weird because 
it's right as her what had seemed kind of like her best option he, his attention seems to be drifting yeah and so it, it it's a little weird and then i think what sihun said was also just like yeah like if like if you liked me you should have like just had we should have just had a conversation about that but like you coming at me with all this stuff about june and then also right after all your stuff with jin take it like it really it seems, seems yeah really uh like like weird um which I thought was like of all fair points, although the way he said, like he was got like so angry. It's like the only time I've seen somebody that angry on the show. Yeah, yeah, he was, and like, I think yeah, I missed kind of like initially like why he would get that angry, but then it does make sense, especially once you lay it out in like the sequence of actions, and also there is a there is something here in this show in particular more about like um people's like in bachelor speak is like right reasons it's like oh are mm-hmm. you here for the right reasons and like they're i think they're very concerned with that in this and then i think uh like genuinely so right so i think that was why he was like particularly incensed because he saw it as a as a game playing move in a context where right. like there is no real game to be played for at least the ones who are there for the right reasons. Again, bachelor terminology style, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was really reading for them and I, I really felt bad for, for Soyun after that conversation. Mm. Um, do they, do they ever talk again after that? Or is that kind of the end? I think, no, I think they do. And they kind of like resolve and have like a, like a, we're good type talk but yeah but yeah i mean like that's the thing for i forgot that you haven't actually finished it because i don't want to spoil it for you i well i also in the because i opened up the wikipedia page so i can remember everyone's names and it shows who everyone ends up with yeah in a handy little table so don't go to the (laughs) wikipedia page if you don't want to be spoiled but this is quite the table yeah don't uh scroll all the way to the right hand side of the table yeah 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 um but yeah, so like they don't end up together. And that's what I referenced earlier with his arc. Like Seon does end up with Jian, which is like who he always was aiming for, right? And he never wavered. And like that part is one of the best parts in the show when you when you when they when they get finally into paradise and he kind of cuz he always has this vibe where you're kind of like is this guy like is this weird now? Is this weird? Is this creepy? Yeah. But then when they get into the thing, it's not at all. Like he's he's just like a normal, genuine person, and he does not come on like that at all. And she responds really well to it. It's not like he's like a lovesick, obsessed puppy or whatever. Right. And then and then you get it's the first time you really get a sense of him as a three dimensional person as opposed to just this kind of like dogged, um, uh, you know, Cyrano character or whatever. Right? It's like. Yeah, he's and then that's when he explain he reveals his job, which is like he has his own restaurant um, and catering business, and it's very cool. And they have like the at home stuff of him, and you're like, oh, this is like a cool guy. And you can tell she has the same kind of response of like, oh, this guy's like way cooler than I thought that he was, and like, I'm actually kind of into it, right? And then they get a right. second date, I believe, after that, and they get along just really well both times. And that because she picks him, so one of them he picks her, like he. Uh, and it's a unilateral choice so they change it up right so like 
sometimes the choice is bilateral. Both people have to agree in order to go to paradise. But later on, they change it up so that it's a unilateral choice first for the guys and right. then for the girls. Oh, okay. Yeah. So for the guys, he chooses her. Uh, and you're kind of like, oh, is he going to pick um, Soyeon? But he doesn't. He picks her. Well, also, you think that he, so there are these um, about halfway through the introduction. Oh, the new people. New, yes. New people. And both, and partly because you get the sense that. Um, they don't sort of have the baggage of seeing him pining for yeah. Jihan for, uh, for several days before that. Um, uh, they, and, and, you know, because he, it does seem like this naturally like very charming and charismatic guy. Yes. Um, and you, I forgot that's true. Cause you have a great date with him and one of the new people where they just Minji. go on about how little they have in common, but like they really enjoy discovering that right. they're exactly the opposite in every way. I forget what the interests were but i found them really funny too because it was like hip-hop yes that's right and And, uh gaming and like streaming yeah yeah because she's a game streamer and he does he knows nothing about gaming at all and just has zero interest but it was great (laughs) um and you do think like they're gonna go they're gonna probably pick and right or or that he says i'm gonna i'm I'm having a really hard time choosing between two people and i assumed it was between the two new people yeah. even though i was i was rooting for soya and i was kind of but i was kind of like after their last conversation i don't think that's happening right yeah so it ends up being neither of them and he just sticks with, G- with uh jiun and then the the big surprise though is then after that day when it's girl's choice she picks him which is the real like wow. oh this is fantastic like essentially culmination of the series uh yeah and then they have another wow. great time but yeah because because when he picks her a like i that's basically where i left off it's like the cliffhanger at the end of episode six yeah. and first of all i'm kind of like i don't know if this i was like i don't know if this is the right choice for you bro because it kind of seems like you were able to reset and like get a fresh start and instead you're just like digging yourself deeper into this hole yeah and also like i don't like that was the moment where i was like i don't know if this is okay that like she has been not interested and then the whole right. time now she has exactly. to share this hotel room with him although i was also surprised and, and in this context relieved that it's a giant hotel suite and there's multiple they, rooms they do have separate bedrooms yeah. at least yeah if they choose i mean i'm sure it's still if she them. like hated it it would yeah. be really uncomfortable oh yeah but, for sure but it's it's clear right away that 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 she isn't so it that but it, it, it was a tense moment because it does feel all your instincts are like this seems wrong and bad and awkward and then but it's immediately it's like oh no he's just because like she read his dedication the way that he wanted her to which was like i'm just like i only have eyes for you i'm not really like you know wandering around or whatever mm-hmm. and and she says, like, I, you know, I did, I wasn't initially interested, but I really did respond in respect to that or whatever. And then, like, once they get to know each other, they have obvious chemistry. But, um, and then the other, like, the, speaking of that, like, speaking of the bedroom stuff, like, so young ends up going with, um, uh, oh, goodness, Jin Tyke, right? And then Jin Tyke, and then they share a bet, which was like scandalous for everyone. For, that you so this is an audio only podcast but my face just like <laughs> immediately became the shocked emoji yeah yeah the co- the commentators are like oh my like wow wow but you know they don't like 
but then and then one of the commentators asks and it was like one of the few moments they kind of break but she like stops and she goes she's clearly looking to producers like on set and she's like did you record did you record all night and then you hear like the response and they have the translator response and it's like yes we recorded all night and she's like oh <laughs> that's <laughs> wild because i feel like all the other dates it ends sort of all the days in paradise. They don't show they anything have. they recorded. They right. just, they just okay. admit to her that they have recorded all. Interesting, yeah. yeah. But and they never really, they never tell the audience like, you know, did they do anything or not, right? But so, but so she, the the weird thing there is that he ends up. I did did he get picked by her or did he? I think he ends up not. Oh no no yeah they 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 select each other for the last two dates that's right they do a funny very funny cliffhanger where um it's Soyeon's choice like so for first Jin Tyke take picks her which is kind of like oh because I thought their relationship was on the rocks but then they have a good time and she obviously yeah enjoys his company but then they leave it with her picking another guy like one of the new guys. And then the cliffhanger is that. But then when they come back the next episode, she like adds a possessive and says like, so-and-so's neighbor, Jin Tyke, because he's like sitting next to her. What? Or sitting next to him in the tent. (laughs) Come on. And they they all are laughing about it because it's going out over the PA. Like the, the dispassionate person reads this exactly like that. And then, yeah. And she's like, I've tried to prank you. But uh, they pick each other. So... Yeah, that so that they actually end up matching too, right? And the end, the end matching thing is fantastic. Like you should keep watching for it because they do oh, this weird I'm thing where they're like, sure. "Okay, we're just gonna place the women around at various places on Inferno." So like, some of them are just spread out on the beach. Some of them are in like little palapas or whatever. And then the guys just go to the one that they choose. And they have to like walk past other ones sometimes, and they they do stuff like like go and it looks like they're gonna go pick somebody, and they're like, "Thank you, you were great," and then they just move on to like not pick them, and you're like, "What? This is horrible." This that's one of the crueler moments in the show, where you're like, "Why are you doing this?" But um, yeah, and then and it is surprising. Some people pick people that you're like, "Oh wow," and some women end up with like multiple guys at their station and they have to choose from among them right and the girls can always choose not to go with them to go home alone too right yeah i think my favorite quote on the entire show is it's kind of early on when soyun and jintake are on the on the rocks because um jintake is kind of initially was seemed like just really fixated on soyun and like when they go to paradise together on the first night he's like i'm only coming here with you um yeah but then on the second trip to paradise, um, he like she picks Sehun in this way that because she does later say she's interested in him, but definitely the the way she explains that is she always just says no 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 I was picking somebody who wasn't going to pick me because I wanted to stay on Inferno so that Jintake and I could be on Inferno together. But he goes and he like does not hide the fact that he had a really good time with Jiyun yeah. on, uh, on the second night and and then he's also like very. Which the the commentators I think very fairly call him out for is he's his um, the the answer the answer that he gives about why he went with her is is kind of 
kind of shifts depending on who who he's being who right. he's talking to. Yeah. Um, in this way, like if he like if he just was very upfront from the beginning, like, hey, I'm just like I think part of the game is we got to get like a lot of people are just like, hey, I think we should get to know a lot of different people yeah. here, and yeah. I think that's. But he doesn't do that. He's sort of like it seems like he's pretending that he's really into Soyun, but then maybe he's not. And so like they have a series of like pretty intense conversations about this. And at one point she just says, this is a cruel place. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the most perfect thing. Yeah. And then, I mean, then he says somewhat in a way that comes off as slightly condescending to me. I didn't really like him. Mm. I really, like I had turned against him for these reasons. I, clearly I was like, on board for this whole arc. Jin, like Jin Tang says, yes, but there's some warmth. And she just looks at him and says, what warmth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Jin Tang <laughs> so definitely, good. I think he was like the most flawed hero. Like in the end, I was like, I'm glad these two got together. I think they like, I think they probably were just, I, especially him. I think he was just confused and like trying to be a guy and whatever. Like right. in, a, in the worst way possible. And not, but like, I think he got to the right place eventually. And she also, you know, had her stuff that she, like, like we were talking about with, um, uh, Siyun. like, I don't know what she was doing there. And it seemed kind of like maybe like the wrong direction and wrong, uh, motivation, but they, they ended up at the right place. And then, and her too, like her big reveal, is that she's 34, which is like considerably older than I think the rest of the folks, right? And mm-hmm. I think they're all mostly in their mid to late 20s, and I think one other two other people are like 30. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, she so like her whole arc then takes on a different thing, and then you get really like, I at least was like, yeah, I'm glad that she's just like whatever, and she's like, oh, I'm gonna can I sleep here? And I'm like, yes, like do whatever you want, right? Like this is cool that you're the mature person in this situation and shaking up norms and stuff. Right. But like, um, but yeah, Jintaike, I, I, I don't know. I liked him though, despite it, I liked him partly because of his like job, Taylor shop owner. And he likes his like, um, high waisted pants. Like he's a 1950s suit guy or whatever. And then, and I liked his chest hair, his very carefully manicured <laughs> chest hair. <laughs> Which the commentators were very much very. like, oh, I don't think the women are going to like that. <laughs> and they're like, well, he can shave it. He can shave yeah. it. It's fine. <laughs> but they liked it. They were like, ooh. Like, yeah. But it's so, the shape of it is not a shape that exists in nature for chest hair. <laughs> right. He definitely is already grooming it yeah yeah but it's a subject of a lot of conversation (laughs) (laughs) overall though i I have to agree with with soyun's statement that it is a really emotionally like the people the creators of the show the producers of the show yeah are extremely cruel in a way that i fully support and admire i'm like you are all evil geniuses yeah and we didn't even really talk about gia's situation which ends up being like a lot of drama and reversals right. and she basically is in a love quadrangle like there's four guys that are or three guys that are really really interested in her throughout and that's like young june um uh yun sung i think who is like the other super buff dude i believe right 
so young Jung Jun is like very very buff, and he's there from the beginning. And then they drop in another super buff guy who's like a backup dancer for some famous yeah. bands. Yeah. And then the other guy is like, uh, he's what is his job? The 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 kind of like and which what's his name? He's the boyish looking one. Like he's very. Oh, is he the one he eventually, she eventually ends up with? Oh no no, no the uh, no. the one that they're like the idol singer. Uh, that's, yeah, he is confusingly uh, also Si Hun. Oh yeah, Si Hun. Yeah 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 yeah. So there's there's Si Hun, Si Hun. I don't I don't know. I don't remember. But how yeah, there's two Si Huns yeah. essentially. Yeah. To any he, Koreans listening, we're really really sorry. We we're, apologize. We're genuinely in trying. Yes, but he but he's the dumb. fashion brand owner. That's right. He's the guy, yes. And so, Although the, which sounds cool. Then, then he's also like, I'm getting ready to launch a fashion brand, which is kind of like the thing of like, I'm an entrepreneur. And like, oh, so you're unemployed. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I have ideas about this, but, um, but he, he's so he's in competition for Jiao with like these two like absolute hunk Adonises of men. And it that ends up being a little bit like lopsided, and you kind of feel bad for him as it goes on. Um, and she's clearly enjoying all of the attention. And in the end, all right. three of those guys pick her and then she has to choose between them. And she's had a lot towards the late game. She has a lot of interaction with Young Tsung and even she, she has a very weird, this is another part where I'm like, I don't know if this is good. Like it's kind of cringe. Like there's a, there's a bath scene where they're like, Oh, we should take a bath. And they do like in bathing suits it's a large bath and then the suite hotel or whatever and he's a little bit aggressive to the point where you're like i don't know that this is something she's comfortable with but i don't know that she's comfortable saying so right but like right in in general she does seem into him overall but then like at the very end and you're kind of expecting her to go with him but then she picks young june who's been who's kind of been relegated to this pining position because his friend because he's friends with Young Sun, comes in and like seals away his girl or whatever. But then right. she picks him in the end, which is like out of nowhere. Like they they they've left off like not seemingly getting along and whatever. But then she's like, no, this one, um, yeah. But then spoilers for that: the she doesn't end up staying with him i don't think because like this is this is beyond the show but she actually just a couple uh, i think last week or two weeks ago like erased all of her social media and is off of it huh and and part of it is that there was a big scandal post show where she was caught um like posting images with like designer brands but then people i guess i don't know detective worked that they were knockoff designer brands uh and then that was a huge scandal uh, okay. for her. And people were attacking her online and everything. So she had to delete. She's a YouTuber and an Instagram influencer. And she deleted all of it because she was just like getting attacked so bad, which is again like the the downside of these shows, right? It attracts so much attention to you. Um, and she has, yeah, she has like nearly 4 million followers on Instagram, right? But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think the different one of the differences between this and Terrace House is that although I didn't get far enough in Terrace House to see this is my understanding because Terrace House seasons run for so long and the people coming in and out is that 
people in Terrace House are still in Terrace House when the show starts to air. And so you actually start to see how it affects their lives. Whereas this is a much more sort of enclosed thing. And so if there are sort of horrific fallout on social media or backlash, that none of that is on the show. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it just sort of ends and you're like, oh, good or whatever. It's light. And then, yeah, the but it does have implications. I think because it was it, like the Netflix success, it was kind of riding the wave of like people were just internationally like, oh, like and Netflix, too, is like, OK, like this Korean show did very, very well. Let's surface a lot more Korean content to other audiences, North American audiences in particular. And see if it does well, right? Like across the gamut, they did a lot more uh, supernatural shows, uh, tons of them, but then also stuff like this, where it's a reality show, right? So like their attention is suddenly very intense, and yeah, it's had some unintended consequences. I think it's fair to say in the case of of Gia, but oh, that's too bad. Hopefully she's okay. I mean, she's taking a break, but it's like it's one of those things where you're like, oh, is that really in a big issue? But it's. And she, her, her response was like, you know, I got into this place where I was like the luxury person and then it was unsustainable. So I was like buying knockoff luxury stuff to continue that like thing. And I just got in a spiral of it. Right. And you're like, that sucks. And then, yeah, it's like another, yeah. so it's, then it reminds you of the, of other stuff like, like uh, squid game and parasite. <laughs> you're like capitalism, man screws everybody. Right. Yeah, this is this is the one Korean breakthrough content that isn't explicitly anti-capitalist. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's implicitly anti-capitalist. You could yeah. you could take that away. I think if you wanted to take that away, you certainly could. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Inferno is where most of us live. Paradise is where the select few. And the job age is what defines our position in it. No, actually, it doesn't. It doesn't end up playing that much of a role. I don't. Think. Right. They sort of. There is like this, uh, like kind of conversation. They always like immediately, like fairly quickly, start talking about it, but then it doesn't really come up again. Um, the other thing that comes up a lot is they always say, "Let's talk casually," which yes, at first I, I was very confused by because I was just like, "Why do you need to say that?" Just and it seems like this has been a pretty casual conversation already. But I guess something that's not coming across in the subtitles is this switch in like the kinds of um, words they're using. And at one point, like to, to indicate what they mean by that is like, all right, every time somebody uses an honorific, we have to take a sip of alcohol. Yeah. 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 It is a, and it's a very explicit. Yeah. The first time someone said it, I was like, Oh, and then people kept saying, and you're like, Oh, like, I guess it's normal to just explicitly state like now we're moving into the casual and personal and then, and then you go that way, right? If the other person is comfortable, which is, yeah, it adds something to the show for sure. When you're like, ooh, now we're now we're ditching the honorifics. Nice. What's happening next, right? Like, so, yeah. yeah. Really quick, I would say two things I was not as crazy about with the show, or, or two, I guess two other thoughts I had that are slightly more negative. One is I I liked the panel. I thought it was too much, partly just because the episodes were so long. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. I thought I thought you could have had like. I mean, I, I sort of feel this way about Terrace House, too, although in Terrace House, things are often so low drama that you kind of need the panel to right. just liven thing up and crack jokes. Here, there's enough drama that I, I thought you could have really pared back the, the panel and it would have been fine. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it didn't add a lot to it. Right. And I was kind of like, 
okay, that's that's fine. Sometimes there was good jokes, but the people also were like, maybe it's maybe it's by virtue of, um, I was gonna say like like just because I got acclimated to those characters in Terraces, and like I was like, I love these folks. Like they're each characters in themselves over time, but I feel like that was more instant. I feel like they were all instantly like, oh, I get it. Like I get what kind of character you are, and you're fun. Whereas in this one, they were kind of like less that and more kind of like all right like i get it like you're saying stuff that i guess i'm thinking or the audience is thinking audience but like, surrogates. i don't necessarily need that in this context right yeah and i guess also because this definitely has the kind of the editing rhythms of an american reality tv show where yeah. things are sort of drawn out for false suspense there are certain things where well especially like if I, anyone says name i threw that thing i suggested that was absurd but also very hilarious and fun in terms of like a false suspense yeah (laughs) and like whenever anyone uses the words i choose you know they're gonna like loop that four or five times with like different reaction shots and i think again i i really don't watch a lot of american reality tv so i can't say for sure if i would even like this in an american context but particularly for a Korean show where you can't look at something else because you just miss subtitles then. Um, the fact that it's sort of edited in this way that's very drawn out and padded gets kind of frustrating because, like, if, if, if I was just watching this on the background, that'd be one thing. But it's like, yeah. no, I have to, like, just, yeah. Yeah, the, so. the loops were, I think the first couple times I, like, didn't, I was like, what are they, what are they doing? Because they actually loop the 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 moment right so the audio is identical because they're and yeah right. like you said like they'll do maybe different angles or something um for the big moments and right i didn't love those choices either i thought they yeah. were like a little much yeah although i like how open they are about some of the artifice of the show like yeah. the fact that things were clearly dropped off by crew members between you know shots like where they're like the comments and the like, it's like oh like there's like all these like instant noodles here or like you can always see like the, the, the mic packs are super visible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at one point, uh, Sihoon, like he, he thinks he's being called for an on-camera interview, but it turns out to be an intense conversation. With yeah. So you and I liked um, all, I mean, the yeah. food too a lot. I really because like the food they made looked fantastic a lot of the times. Right. And they were helped by the fact that um, Sihoon was a chef and he was doing a lot of the big cooks on the like the right. big mixed rice cooks or whatever they were doing. But like some of the food just looks so good. And then also the, um, and the food in the hotel too was very fun. Cause they would be going through and be like, should we have this? We had this last time. And then they would order all this stuff. <laughs> and they, they lingered on it. Like they really, they wanted you to see all of this indulgence. And then the, what was the, Oh, so the, there was a cute thing where I for, I think it was Sihoon was in there and was like, oh, you you want this steak? And she orders the bad. And like, how do you like your steak? And it was like, well done. And he was clearly like, well, that's a shitty way to have your steak. But he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then ordered like, because they were sharing the steak. And then the next time he also remembers and like gets it well done. And you're like, I know this is killing you because you would like a proper like medium rare steak. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's yeah I, I mean the thing that would be the hardest for me and that i mean and, you, and this is one of the things you can't really be sure how much of this is the editing 
But the the real challenge, I mean, beyond the fact that I just physically would not be able to car- carry buckets of water on my shoulder, is the uh, the fact that like usually there's a set of ingredients in the cafeteria, and then like very quickly, like great, this is what we're gonna make with it. Let's right. go, and that is like my least favorite like i can't do that like, right like figure out what enough. to do with these things that are just component ingredients right yeah right yeah so i think there's like impressive. some stable dish staple dishes that like i think clearly the producers are like well we know this is the conclusion you come to if we provide you these foods or whatever and everybody else also is like yeah like this is what we'll make and then they quickly are right to it right and, um any final thoughts about singles inferno no, I mean, I, I hope there's more seasons of, you know, it's one of those ones where you're like, I could watch a lot of this. Um, yeah, it was, I think it was over too fast, you know, not as many episodes as they could have got. Because I'm used to now, I'm used to like the Love Island mall where you're like, wait, what episode is this? And it's like episode 43 of Love And you're like, what? How long does this go on <laughs> And where do we so start? This feels like it was made for me in a lot of ways that. I guess it's that there is a lot of tension, but it's all under the surface. People, there's almost no direct confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when it comes, it hits really hard. But it also feels, even when it is direct conversation, confrontation, it feels very mature. Like, it's right. it's not people, and again, I don't know for sure, but it doesn't feel like people performing for the camera. It feels like real conversations that people who care about each other or were angry at each other would have. Yeah. And so, like, I think all the stuff that sort of bothers me about uh, American reality TV, it's it's definitely been dialed down here. Yeah. And it's only eight episodes, which is glorious. Yeah. Yeah. That all of those things are good about it. I do think it, yeah, it feels like, it feels like the stakes are real and the people are actually, like, at least committed to giving it a shot after, whereas, like, on a lot of American reality shows, it's like, you know, as soon as they cut the cameras, like these people don't give a shit about whoever they're with or whatever. Like, I mean, sure. Maybe they like them as a person, but they're like, not going to stick it out or try to make a thing of it. Um, actually, I just watched heartbreak Island, which is a New Zealand dating show. And it was similarly bad in that way where you're like, I don't even think these people like each other. Like, uh, let alone want to have like a romantic relationship with each other. And, this was from 2018 and one of the characters ends up being a contestant on the first season of too hot to handle for Netflix. And you're like, Oh, Hey, I recognize that guy. <laughs> that's, that's your career now. It's yeah. just beach based romantic reality shows. Yeah. That one was that I, I do. I do think if people are interested in this genre, watching the, the New Zealand approach to it is quite interesting as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's another one though too like the fallout of that one the person one of the winners of it she said when interviewed like recently about it like the time after that was the saddest time in my life and i was like my god these things have like tremendous impact on the people involved right but you're kind of like but do they sign up for it is it part of the deal or you know i don't know they're not like celebrities in the traditional sense but they must know something's happened yeah all right, well, if you have thoughts on Singles Inferno or our review, you can shoot us an email, info at originalcontentpodcast.com. That's info at originalcontentpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Original Content. And please, 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 if you haven't already, subscribe and leave us a positive review in Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening. Daryl, I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.